as the myth turns. Because mythology is the greatest soap opera of all time. With your cultural interns, Eris and Z. Interns because we're not professionals. And we're not getting paid. guys, welcome to another episode. I'm Eris. And I'm Z. And we are joined by a temp today. I'm Mac, and in true temp fashion, I nearly broke the show today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our temp, but also lovely producer. Ah, yes. <laughs> and pizza provider. Uh-huh. Yes. And today, we are talking about aliens. Yeah. Mm. So, everybody kind of probably already knows what an alien is. They're in television and movies all over the place. Doctor Who, um, Avatar, E.T., mm-hmm. recently Arrival, uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane, Men in Black, Star Trek, Star Wars. We could go on and on forever. The movie Alien. Yeah, the movie Alien. <laughs> and alien aliens. versus Predator. Also... Yeah, predator. Predator. And predator. <laughs> and predators. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Signs, Fifth Element, oh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That was a super, probably Mars early attacks. one. Yeah. So, pretty early conceptions of aliens are that they're little green men, or little gray men, giant heads, giant eyes, travel around in UFOs, which stands for Unidentified Flying Object, Mm -hmm. Um, and their spaceships are usually, like, Mm saucer-shaped, but that's kind of based off of a misconception, because uh, in 1947, uh, there was a businessman named Kenneth Arnold who was flying his, his small little plane near Mount Rainier, Washington. And he said he spotted a group of nine high-speed flying objects that were crescent-shaped. And they flew like saucers skipping on water. So when, Uh. yeah, so when the newspaper got a hold of it, they misprinted or misquoted something and described the objects as saucer-shaped. And so now that's kind of why that's such an iconic look Mm -hmm. is because of a misprint. So that's pretty Hmm. cool. What's interesting, even prior to that, because the idea of another world other than the one we lived in before we came up with any kind of heliocentric view it was just that was the mythology that was the uh, the unusual sort of fanciful notion like oh there are other worlds now and there, there might be these other people and these other worlds go back to you know being scared of lightning please yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so it's interesting that that was a a mythological viewpoint in early early history that Mm -hmm. tend to become at least scientifically plausible or more plausible the more we understood the universe Mm -hmm. yeah because when the earth was the center of the universe no there aren't any plants yeah this is it like Mm -hmm. and even before that like hey this village that's all you get there are no other villages now go back to just Eating that mammoth with a bone. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. I mean, even um, one theory of Norse mythology is that there are nine planes of existence. There's there's either, there's basically three ways you can take it. It is one cohesive, like the Dresel is one cohesive land, mm-hmm. and these are different, like, countries or areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, there's, there's actually pretty good academic work done saying, like, it was basically Europe and the Middle East and farther uh, east that, that the Viking, in the Viking expansion, you know, pretty, pretty well settled and, and, and visited. It could be planes of existence, mm-hmm. like a dimensional kind of thing, slipping in and out, kind of fairy right. realm-esque. Or the biggest one is actually that it's literally different planets. Right. Yggdrasil is just a series of very Marvel movie Thor-esque, a series of kind of 
wormholes that just zaps you back and forth across the universe. Which is, interestingly enough, probably the only plausible scientific way we would ever get to these worlds is through bending of space-time and wormholes and that sort of thing. So it's that mythological feeding into the only really scientifically plausible answer we're going to come to eventually once we've figured more things out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I believe it was a Stephen King short story where something about a race car, but there there was a lady, I, I know, that's as much as I remember, but... Was it uh, Buick, Buick 8 or... No, it was, oh. there was a lady who, um, who was basically trying to get to her destination faster and faster, uh-huh. and she started to realize that when you have a map on a flat surface like a table, even if you go by the crow flies, there's still distance, but the trick is, is you bend the map and get those right. points to touch, yeah, and that makes it a lot faster, and I'm like, that's bending space-time, and that's the only part of the story I remember. I don't even yeah. think that was part of the plot. Very, I think it was just an anecdote. <laughs> very, very event horizon-esque. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's in the sort of experimental thought that's going on in NASA, that's what they're thinking about is yeah. the next or final frontier. Hey, <laughs> 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 <A> chums. <laughs> um, Nerd. It's going to happen all through this podcast, I'm just saying. A little bit, a little bit. That that's going to be how we'll discover any of this. I mean, obviously, you can't go faster than the speed of light. Mm-hmm. So yeah. how do you get around that? Yeah. Yes. Which is, I think, leads to the question. I think maybe that's where we need to chime in. Do we believe we've been visited by aliens? Because they would have had to have found... If we're assuming that the universal speed limit of the speed of light is true, which I think I'm, I'm willing to yeah, I'm pretty pay well, into. Yeah, um, as far as my understanding goes. I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I came in to this podcast before I started researching aliens, I was like, no, no, absolutely not. And then I started researching. (laughs) And I'm not saying I'm a believer. I'm just saying I am way more on the fence than I thought I would be. Hmm. I absolutely feel like there are aliens out there. Um, Out there or have visited Earth? um, Definitely out there. Yes. Out out there for sure. It's the visiting Earth abducted cows part that I'm a little on the fence about. Yeah, I guess I would say I'm on the fence about that, But I moved closer to believing, having researched it, I will say. (laughs) A lot of what I have heard about aliens visiting as, like, the quote-unquote evidence... Right, right. ...is very racist. (laughs) There is that. Because it's very very much, oh, well, the Incas never could have possibly... Uh, They were a savage uh, race. They couldn't have possibly have built these giant pyramids. Also, Mm -hmm. the Egyptians were a bunch of tribal people running around. There's no way. Um, But, you know, nobody says that about the Eiffel Tower or about, you know, fucking um, the Library of Alexandria. Yeah. So... I mean, the joke I made, I think, when we were talking about it earlier, um, with the Egyptians, it makes perfect sense. They had lots of slave labor and lots of time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, like, the joke is, you know, new pharaoh was born, and you have the... Pharaoh, mm-hmm. you're crazy. Hello, little Pharaoh. See that building they're building up? That's your grave, little baby. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. forget, we're preparing for you to die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and ascend into heaven. Yeah. Right. I okay. mean, there was a part of that, or, or, or the, you know, we're yeah. Egyptian. The afterlife's way better. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 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 
I I don't know. That's kind of a, what a lot of the evidence seems to be, mm-hmm. um, or that which is supported by a lot of like historians and stuff. And they're like, oh well, there's all these yeah. depictions of strange yeah. people in their their walls and their hieroglyphs and stuff. But also like um, kind of the cranial, Vikings visiting. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Vikings. But also, there's cranial reformation was a thing that was practiced all across the world. But mm-hmm really surprised a lot of people and they would find these bones and stuff of skeletons with skulls that were not normal quote-unquote normal shaped and they'd be like oh well, it must be an alien because mm-hmm. you know they couldn't conceive that anybody would do anything different than them mm-hmm. and a lot of the times it's predominantly a white team that is funded by other white dudes yeah so yeah. it's kind of it's kind of a sore spot for me i absolutely believe aliens exist but i i would say more doubtful than on the fence but i'm, I'm i got a hand on the fence i'm thinking about it yeah that way yeah. that was visited I, I like i don't disagree with any of that i, I would th- the the resources thing because we talk about the only way for interstellar travel are, are these bending of the rules of physics mm-hmm. and that inherently would take a lot of resources whether that's energy whether that's yeah. technology whether that's a society focused on that sort of a project mm-hmm. to get into all that just to come here yeah that's yeah. where that's where it falls apart for me it's like yeah. yes i believe they're out there why would they come to see us we're yeah. kind of in the boonies, galaxy-wise. Yeah. I wouldn't come yeah. to see us. but I, And I live here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, there's also the theory that we're just basically a zoo. Yeah. So. I, I'm leaning towards that one. I say, if we've been visited by aliens, A, I'm not sure we would recognize it as such. Mm-hmm. And B, probably even supporting abduction theory, we were probably captured and tagged and then released back into the wild so <laughs> yeah. somebody could study us because there's nothing like I don't really believe in the take me to your leader aliens because mm. that predisposes some type of like equal footing perhaps yeah, yeah. I think we're basically just like I don't know yeah, yeah we are a small furry animal that's probably amusing maybe mm. I don't know I would hope maybe that's why we're being studied are I, we though no. <laughs> <laughs> in a very distant displaced sort of way probably mm-hmm. we like all they're fighting again <laughs> oh look at them squabble over that land yeah. i mean oh, yeah something, something like that <laughs> they yeah. think they're real people <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah look at them fighting a war oh, look yeah. at them getting dressed up with their bright colors <laughs> they must oh, be looking they, for mates <laughs> they can stand on their two feet <laughs> yeah i yeah i i i imagine something slightly more condescending and patronizing yeah. than the take me to your leader aliens yeah despite i love those movies i'm just gonna say i yeah. love movies that are like i feel that. <laughs> i feel like after all this time if we haven't found a bunch of aliens that we would put in a zoo we're in the zoo you know we also can't get out but then when well. you when we you visited yeah. the moon yeah. badly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then stop and then stop yeah, yeah. it was I mean, we don't even do it now but like yeah. we re- we essentially wrapped up NASA with a bunch of low earth orbit missions that would be like people going to the new world saying well this was great paddle boats anybody <laughs> yeah yeah I mean that would have been, been nice yeah, that would have been nice might have fixed certain parts of history <laughs> But alas. But alas. I don't want to burst anybody's bubble, but they are... Re- yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> but uh, uh, they are real. I'm one of them, and we're halfway to Alpha Centauri by now. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. But I had weekend plans. <laughs> I mean, if we're halfway there now, I can get you back for whatever. Oh, okay. All right, cool. Yeah. Awesome. But a lot of the UFO sightings and mm-hmm. a lot of like what we consider like the core alien mythos 
really started popping up in 1947 and then they're on. Yeah. That's when we started getting a lot of the sightings. Of course, 1947 was, was the uh, Mount Rainier, um, but mm-hmm. also in the same year, in sep- uh, I believe it was September, I may have gotten that wrong. There was like, the one that probably most people know about is the Roswell saucer. It was found by a rancher. He found debris, which had like rubber materials and sticks and metallic looking fabric. He, he told the sheriff who told the Air Force. There was a lot of like denial and kind of cover up from the military side, which of course sparked the talk about like, what uh, why are they denying it? Why are they saying? And they're like, it's just a weather balloon. He's going like, this doesn't look like I've seen weather balloons. I know what they look like. This material doesn't. It has since though, to burst another bubble, um, it has since though come out that that actually, that's been declassified as it was a Cold War spying project, that it was a basically a spy balloon to cross over and spy on Russia during the Cold War. Get very far. (laughs) Yeah, it it crashed in New Mexico. Landed a little south. Yeah. But these were huge balloons. Yeah. Mm. So I can understand somebody finding it and then all of a sudden this cover up going, this is a lot of material for a so-called weather balloon. Mm -hmm. And you can't see my air quotes, but I'm definitely doing them. (laughs) I know um, in like China and the Soviet Union during military testings, Mm -hmm. um, people would like bought, you know, planes and and, and, and aircrafts and such. And so those governments would encourage UFO sightings and be like, yeah, it absolutely is a UFO. You know, we can't, we can't prove otherwise. Like, yeah, absolutely. But uh, then I know particularly the Soviet Union began to worry that like people might start looking for these UFOs and then they'd start describing these UFOs Mm -hmm. and then their covert stuff would be very well explained. (laughs) In 1967, that absolutely happened. A lot of, a lot of people uh, around Moscow was, they were seeing UFOs, you know, streaks of Mm -hmm. light, but up into where they were seeing even like parts of possibly aircraft or machinery. And the Soviet Union basically then made it illegal for the media to talk about it all because it turns out that it was definitely a treaty breaking thing they were experimenting with space to ground thermonuclear warheads delivery system so they're like oh the u.s is gonna kill us for sure if they find out about this we can't broadcast this on the air anymore (laughs) no we we know nothing about missile no 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 no. we we, we eat caviar we drink vodka and everything else is nothing (laughs) yes I like I like your impression better because her because Eris is your sounded va- vaguely Wisconsin. And yeah, like yeah, yeah I we don't know. Like super I, super I, North nice. Like yeah, yeah. I try to do Russian and it all just winds up somewhere in Minnesota. <laughs> like, Canada was about as foreign as that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, yeah. on the weekends, yeah. <laughs> not on school nights. I do right. a better French accent after wine. <laughs> you know. Everybody does a better French accent after wine. <laughs> Gotta get nasally and yeah. slurred. That's, that's, that's the whole reason they invented wine. You know? exactly. right? Because they said, you know, we want to speak more like French people. Uh, should we drink this old grape shit? <laughs> Everybody else has an accent? What about us? <laughs> mm, I feel like a very good body. <laughs> but of course, my, my French guys are Russian guys. This is a very good a Russian oh, one, no saying. good. It is essentially vodka with grape juice poured in. <laughs> yeah, uh, of course. There's other things like there's the um, the alien autopsy video mm. that shows 
the autopsy at, at the Roswell crash. Fox TV's greatest production. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> of course, that was uh, the, the special effects artist who, who created that video. He right. said that that's a hoax. Arizona, 1997, lots of people in, in Phoenix saw lights um, late at night, and the military has come out and said that those were flares testing it. Of course, there's Area 51, mm-hmm. which, which is they... where we supposedly store all of our aliens. It's connected with the broader theory that the government knows there's aliens, mm-hmm. but it's keeping it covered up from us. Well, they also recently came out in, well, 2013, and the government has finally admitted that, yes, Area 51 is a thing, right. but yes. they claim that it's for military testing. Yes. Which... Uh, it's so remote that, yeah. like, if you are in Las Vegas and you see just a plane with, like, no identifying markers or anything on it back behind fenced-in areas, that's supposed to be the planes that those people that work at Area 51 take back and forth mm. from the secluded place back into Las Vegas where they live. Yeah. Uh, it, to my knowledge, yeah. it's aircraft testing for right. the military. Like they invent a new plane that's better than the previous planes, and yeah. you got to you got to. Where they tested the stealth bomber. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and like in an Occam's Razor sort of scenario, you okay? That actually makes more sense. Yeah. Is it more plausible that the military has a test range for experimental technology, or that the Greys have come <laughs> via an Einstein Rosen bridge right. to us to? probe our butts. <laughs> well, one of the one of those I'm willing to buy more because like no one wants to probe my butt. <laughs> Bubble butt. Bubble yeah, butt. That's a really long way to go for a fetish. Isn't it though? Maybe we got the best butts in the galaxy. There is there is that. Well, yeah. I mean... But that ass though. But that ass. But that ass. Yeah. Um, but that human ass. Though. And uh, and oh, just, just just one I more. Wonder if that's illegal in other other galaxies. Probably. Like maybe that's why we're so secluded. We're right. endangered like, or something. Yeah. Like why? We're, 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 Wait, are we? Oh my god! Are we the black market of the galaxy? We're the sex slaves of. Uh, oh uh, man. Of the galaxy, that yeah. would explain a lot of our health issues too. It would. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just. Woo! Got an award building kind of yeah. thing. Be like, I'm gonna write a new sci fi novel now. <laughs> but that ass, though. <laughs> but that ass, though. That ass, O'Reilly. <laughs> it's kind of my brand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But, and of course, uh, I mean, the major mythos is the alien abductions. Yeah. Um, right. that's crop circles, you know. Crop abductions. circles and, and, and mutilated cattle are, are, are big contenders, too. But the abductions yeah. really kind of has, like, a, a visceral emotion, I think, for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Predating that, the, the big panic with mm-hmm. aliens, and I think, I'll, that, I think that's where I got invited today, because I didn't write the book, but a book on the subject. Uh, the big panic about aliens invading... October 1938, Orson Welles in the Mercury Theater in the Air do a radio play of H.G. Wells's book, The War of the Worlds. And they do it in a, a mockumentary style format. They open the show saying, oh, this is a radio play. Let's have some fun. But they knew that they were not a very well-rated program. Mm-hmm. They were the third choice of most people. Most people were listening that night to Edgar Bergen and his dummy, Charlie McCarthy. Now, uh-huh. if you want to ask how a ventriloquist act works on the radio, that's another story. <laughs> yeah. But people loved it. And then when Bergen and McCarthy went to a musical act, just like we do when SNL has their musical act, we're like, doo-doop, doo-doop. 
bloop, people were just ch- switching the dial. Yeah. So they come in in the middle of the War of the Worlds, where it's just this news program. There's no station identification, no, mm. hey, we'll come back to our play here in a minute. And it's just in the middle of this news broadcast depicting an invasion of Martians in New Jersey. There was a certain amount of panic. And it's so interesting that that is sort of patient zero beyond just the mythological implications of are there aliens on other worlds Mm -hmm. and are they visiting us? But it is also a case study in fake news, for lack of a better Mm -hmm. term. And it goes on to this date because the debate in the moment was, are aliens actually invading us? No, they weren't. And now there's a revisionist sort of version of the history of that night. Now, for years and years and years, I said, Oh gosh, all of America just thought they were going to die. Aliens were everywhere. And the ultimate reality is, because some of the coverage of this now is saying, none of that ever happened. None of the panic ever happened. Oh. and That seems false to me. I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yeah. yeah. I've always heard that there were people, like, jumping out of windows and, like, killing right. themselves yeah. and their families. And I've seen people watch Fox News. So, right. like, yeah, yeah. panic is a real thing that happens. <laughs> there, there is a episode of Adam Ruins Everything that talks about it that, essentially says no no one was ever panicked which is I'll, I'll get there and I think it stems from a documentary about five ten years ago it's um, on Amazon Prime now uh, about the broadcast mm-hmm. and essentially they fake all the reactions to it they have interviews with people from the 30s and it's clearly not shot in the 30s it was clearly shot last week in high def and they put a black and white filter on it oh my god and then at the end of the documentary say well none of these people were real nobody was really that panicked and their argument is that they can't find anybody to corroborate this causes me to say you didn't look hard enough because there are plenty of other documentaries with interviews of people at that time or years later say oh we were very concerned we were very concerned we didn't know i think the ultimate reality is did all of america freak out probably not But this radio broadcast talking about aliens landing near Princeton. If you were living anywhere in New Jersey near Princeton... I'd be driving to Princeton to watch. Watch or be concerned about, but there were there were such a furor, and, and you have all of these news stories the day in the days after talking about the controversy over the story. Would they change the rules for broadcasting? Mm-hmm. Orson Welles had to give a press conference that day, and that is his introduction to the country because prior to that date he was a semi-recognizable voice on the radio uh-huh. and a kind of a medium player in the New York theatrical scene. And after that date, he was Orson Welles in big letters. He was the, the, the famous man yeah. who convinced people aliens were invading. It made him be Orson Welles. It, <laughs> Ah. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> yeah, that's what made him. Yeah, and and he ruined it all before he was thirty. But you know that you know that happens. Yeah, um, I've done that already. I'm not even twenty five. Yeah. Well, if you thirty one. <laughs> safe. You, you panicked America and made the greatest movie of all time? I, yeah, I, I did. I mean, you had a I good mean, run then. I did, yeah. But then I turned two and it was just, you know. <laughs> it, before I wrote anything on the subject, the thing that always struck me about it, I remember being in a history class and somebody asked, could that happen now? Could you convince people of something that wasn't actually happening? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> And, and, well, I don't know. I don't know. 2016 happened. I'm saying yes. <laughs> but I think the argument is we are inherently too skeptical now. We won't even believe the truth, True. much less a lie. Because you could say, I mean, we talk about 
the election, you say, okay, you guys clearly saw X, Y, and Z happen. How do you feel about that guy now? Yeah. And they're like, we're fine. It didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we got the footage of him making fun of the disabled people. Nah, I don't care. It didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. It's doctored. It's doctored, yeah. Yeah. And and so it's so interesting that, that it's a it's a case study that is being played out today in how we as a society won't believe anything. Mm-hmm. And that's, it's almost like an anti-myth. Yeah. Yeah. Alternatively, it could be like they were sold a story. Mm-hmm. It would be as if, if the Orson, like the, the War of the Worlds happened, yeah. and then nobody could convince them that aliens weren't currently invading us right now. Like, after the fact. You know? Like, they were right. sold the story, and they bought into it so heartedly. Like, I feel like that's what happened in our modern days. Like, but I heard this really great story, and he's going to save us all. And you're like, here's some evidence that says it was just a radio play. No, and, and no, no I, heard it on, I heard yeah. it on I, Fox it was on News, CBS. and it was real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, it's, you yeah. about that, buddy? So, I mean, yeah. but but we're at a point now. I don't think the War of the World broadcast could happen. I don't think if aliens invaded tomorrow yeah. that we would believe it. Yeah. That's yeah. the interesting. You know, we, we were in such a period in the years leading up to, certainly, U.S.'s involvement in mm-hmm. World War II where we thought the world was going to end. Mm-hmm. So that when the radio turned on and said, yep, the world is ending, it's starting in New Jersey, everybody was like, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. I've never been to New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not kidding. I'm, I've never been to New Jersey. I don't actually know. I have. Oh, okay. It's accurate. <laughs> okay. So, Good pork roll, though. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, I can go into the deeper implications of it. Like, it's... I would posit the guess that it's people got their information, reliable information, information that they could trust from so very few sources. And so when one of them, they flip to, you know, Mm -hmm. now we get information from lots of different sources that sometimes Mm -hmm. it's, it would have to be a mass conspiracy across very many platforms to convince people of Of something. something That that wasn't true. That wasn't true. Yeah. Uh, uh I mean. Um, Yeah. Uh Ah. That's what I said. Yeah, it's, it's, it is, all, ultimately it's all about controlling information. Right. <laughs> and or innocently, 80 years ago, but now we're in a position where at least some pe- some amount of people will not believe anything. But yes. there's always going to be somebody that would believe just about anything. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah. There's, there's a girl at work who, um, bless her heart, she's only like 20. 1920, something like that. How old are you again? I'll be 25 in a month, all right? right. (laughs) No, that's the age when you start looking at 18-year-olds going, that's a child. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, But, oh my God, she believes everything. And I have been fucking with her for like four months already. And like, like, oh my God, oh my God, there's a mouse! And she just like loses her shit for like four months. Like the same thing for four months. And I feel like she's one of those people that like would believe anything. Right. And she's so dear and so sweet, but... But if aliens invaded tomorrow... There'd be some people who'd be like, no, it's not happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is yeah. fine. Oh. Yeah. The planet's on fire. It's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. 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 And I don't think we have to go far to come up with examples of No. I just like correctly. how... Although I, I, gotta, I, I go say... pretty hard on this podcast. I'm like, how much farther does I really... Yeah. I, I do I do gotta say, I feel like I might low-key be one of those people, though. That, that wouldn't wouldn't believe. That wouldn't believe. I think it would be it would have to be something that I saw from multiple credible sources mm-hmm. that cited their sources. Yeah, but, I, I couldn't just like hear about it on Facebook right. and then like hear about it on the radio on the drive to work. I'd have to be like, oh okay, all right, sure, sure, yeah. yeah. 
It would help if, like, somebody I trusted... Like, if you came to me and was like, Just I'm not gonna lie, me. like, this person, this person, this person, and Mac also sent me this message, see, and then you were like... And then I'd be like, yeah. I'm gonna text CJ definitely... really fast and say, hey, just in case we all die, I love you. <laughs> yeah. I, would, I would definitely snope it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, are aliens invading right now? <laughs> right. Should, let me Google that while we're talking, all right? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's see what it says. Yeah. yeah. And if it says website. yes, I'm going to scream very loudly, so yeah. cover your ears and... <laughs> right. Are aliens... So what it say, Mac? Uh, there are no websites that do. I think we should make it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah. a simple yes or no. Yeah, yeah. Like, is it Christmas? For <laughs> years, there was an Is a Vagoda Alive website. <laughs> and you just went there and it was like, yes, a Vagoda is alive. He died a couple of years ago and then. This is no. They switched the button and now he's not. In fact, I wonder if that. <laughs> I wonder if that website's still up. <laughs> guys it's Eris. i'm cutting in here for our commercial break uh i would like to thank our sponsors pack mule photography they've been with us from the very start they uh they do personal and personnel photography out in coweta oklahoma you can visit their website at packmulephotography.com and also thank you mac boyle uh who just so graciously produces our show and allows us to crash his space every once in a while to, to just take over his life, record our podcast, and then leave like the hurricanes we are. So just thank you so much for, for everything that you've done for us. Uh, and thank you to our listeners. You guys are super great, and we love hearing for you from you, so keep sending those in. Our random fact of the day is about sleep. 30% of adults experience interrupted sleep in this country. It's a new new factoid that's come out from studies uh, where doctors have been studying sleep. Their recommendations are usually pretty standard unless they can study you personally, but lay off of the caffeine before bed, etc. The whole adage, counting sheep to fall asleep, actually can work. The idea behind it, or the ideation behind it, is that it probably came from shepherds allaying their own anxieties about their flocks would count their herd in order to fall asleep. But the act of counting itself can lull someone into a sleep after they've had an extremely hectic day. Of course, if you've tried counting sheep and it doesn't work for you, the next recommendation is never do that. <laughs> never count. That just might make it worse for you. And instead, you should fixate on just a beautiful piece of scenery, imagining a waterfall or a, a lovely mountaintop um, until that lulls you to sleep. So it seems like perhaps we have a long ways to go in figuring out how to better get restful, <laughs> restful night eight hours. Uh but that's your random facts of the day. <laughs> Get some sleep, guys. We all need it. Back to the episode. You're about the same age as me. Did you ever watch Unsolved Mysteries? When it was going on TV? I did. You did? Yeah. you did? Yeah. I didn't expect this at all. <laughs> I was I like, Z, take a break. <laughs> I know, because I'm always the one that's like, nope, never seen that. Nope, yep. I haven't seen that. I nope, don't know I don't what know. that is. But yeah, I used to watch Unsolved Mysteries. Oh, Unsolved Mysteries. With a guy who talks like this. And is. everything is a mystery. Yeah. What yeah. did I have for breakfast? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> 
As he nearly falls out of their chair. <laughs> Too much of a mystery. Yes. They were very affected by Rose's <laughs> But, like, they would always have the alien stories on that. Mm-hmm. that yes. that's, I think that's where I started looking out windows and being like, that's probably a UFO. I'm going to believe it. I remember, I want to say it was, like, in 2013 or 14, this I think it was a girl this girl released like this picture or something where she was like looking out the window and it's like a picture of her looking out the window up at this like giant quote-unquote UFO and it like went pretty viral and then like just somebody like low-key in the comments was like girl that's your light cover in the background of your right room. and like everybody's looking at it like oh it very clearly is yeah yeah, yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah uh and that's and that's a thing that I've I see with a lot of the abduction stories. Like like you had said, Z, the saucer was based off of a misquote, mm-hmm. but it got into our subconscious, mm-hmm. um, and that's that's what everyone sees now is a saucer shape. Um, it's, yeah. you know, War of the Worlds probably helped along with it, getting that seed planted, and then people tend to um, there's actually a term for this, and I forgot to write it down, but it's like it's I'm butchering it. But it's like patternify things. Like they'll, oh, if something happens, it will yeah, be extrapolate. Like, but yeah. there's actually a psychological term to when right. people start taking other people's memories. It's like a shared, oh. shared delusion. Shared yeah. delusion is yeah. like a, one a, that's really easy yeah. to pass on, especially if you already kind of have a predisposition to gullibility. <laughs> like, yeah. to put yeah. it nicely, like if you're kind of the person that's always falls for, hey, there's something on your shirt, and then the person's yeah. like, whoop, and like hits your nose, like if you always fall for that, you're just kind of yeah. more likely to believe that. Yeah. One of the things that actually struck me too is that there are very many abduction stories with people who are not like that. Yeah. That they were, I mean, in fact, like the kind of like the big abduction story, Betty and Barney Hill in 1961, it wasn't the first abduction story, which is the one that got, like, publicized the most. I mean, mm-hmm. James Earl Jones played Barney in a movie that they made about it later. Mm-hmm. It, like, a book was written about them, Interrupted Journey by John G. Fuller. Barney was a World War II fighter vet. I, I, th- I think a, a jet fighter, mm-hmm. uh, I believe. And he was always described by family and friends that knew him as someone who was like couldn't fall for anything. Mm-hmm. And in fact, um, and, and even in the in the book, he gave personal testimony. It was mm-hmm. for their author to write this. And he said like when Betty saw the the alien craft that that followed their their car and eventually abducted them, he was like, "No, nah, it's probably just a satellite for a while." And, and then he was like, mm, fighter jet. I mean, I know that noise. Mm-hmm. Like, that's definitely something going through air. And so, I mean, he was like, whatever. Like, okay, they're testing something. Pfft, it's the Cold War. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And it wasn't until basically it was, like, right on them that he was going, do I start lying to my wife and tell her that it's just a satellite and she shouldn't be worried? Because I kind of now know it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> I've never seen an air vehicle move like this. And, and there's several abduction stories where you have one person that might be kind of fits into the stereotype. They're gullible. Maybe they're not that bright or something like that. But then there's a lot of abduction stories where they're classified. I mean, like classified, but like when, when of course, government comes in and do- does documentation, Project Blue Book, as in highly intelligent, otherwise mentally stable people who are hard to convince. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why are they yeah. all of a sudden yeah. getting these, like... Like, you can kind of count, discount 
the other people was like, these are the people that are supposed to be yeah. stiff upper lip, you know, red-blooded Americans and doesn't believe in such silly fantasy stories. And they're like, they're the ones who are like the hardcore, like, I was abducted. I know what happened to me. Stop lying. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know. That's where I'm on the fence. <laughs> So I think that would lend credence to we are the the number one butt depot (laughs) (laughs) of of the cosmos. But it also, I mean, to extend something that we talked about earlier, the question I guess I had is, yes, I think it's theoretically possible there could be an intelligent life out there that had the technology that could bring them from wherever they came from to our planet. Mm -hmm. But why would they do that? But here's the other possibility. If there are X number of societies with that capability, uh-huh. and they use it with some regularity, there's bound to be some sort of accident at some point. Like, breaking down by the side of the road in the sketchy town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would essentially be crash landing here. Now, going for the booty. Now, if you're here and you're like, oh, human booty, good good booty, <laughs> you might as well just stay here and enjoy the booty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a prominent theory, actually before this, until the Hills abduction, was that aliens are friendly and living among us. It wasn't until their abduction that they started going, there's something sinister going on. Because Barney did not like the aliens at all. Mm. (laughs) He was not in. Betty, his wife, kind of into it. She was was, was an alien fan. She was joking and and laughing with them. Uh, and Barney was like, nope, <laughs> absolutely not. They stuck needles in me, I'm out of here. You know, that's what does. Every time you say Barney, I'm thinking of the dinosaur, and I don't know why. And every time you say Betty, I think Betty White. I was, so, I, like, I was Barney, Betty Rubble, but I'm with you now. I'm on kind Betty of Barney White. and Barney. Betty Rubble, yeah, yeah, but, which yeah. I'm like, does Flintstone named after them? Because like, it's, it's Betty and Barney Hill, that's 1961. True. Oh, okay, okay. That's when this happened. I don't know. That's I like the true. mental image of Barney the dinosaur and Betty White riding down the car <laughs> yeah. and there's just down the road in their okay. car. Cool. But it was a delayed honeymoon that they were going on when they were abducted. They had been married for 16 months and they both worked like super stressful jobs. Okay, which could lend credence to the whole like you guys were super stressed out. Maybe it was just like a weird fugue state that you guys went into. Who knows? Um, but yes so it absolutely I'm just saying Barney and Betty White were married and <laughs> they, were dri- they were driving on a delayed honeymoon. <laughs> And Barney's behind the wheel of the car, big purple giant yeah. dinosaur head. <laughs> exactly. I love you. You love. Oh God! Stop <laughs> poking me with needles. <laughs> That's my butt. <laughs> Bubble butt. <laughs> but um, one of the things that uh, actually really struck me, especially about this case too, but it, it loops into a lot of the other cases, is like NICAP, which is like the national whatever the inter extraterrestrial life. I mean, they're like, these are credible sources. We've interviewed them. Like, uh, you know, like it, tra- it all tracks. They were in fact traveling. We found receipts. Like, yes, they were here. They were at the side of the road. This happened. But then uh, when Project Blue Book, which is the Air Force's researching in basically like detectives into literally just abduction mm-hmm. stories, determined that it must have been caused by natural causes. And they were frightened by looking at the planet Jupiter. Hmm. Was literally the reason they wrote for the Hills yeah. abduction. And I was like, Really? These were both very smart people, <laughs> and like they know what the planet Jupiter looks like. Why would why would they be frightened of it now? <laughs> yeah, you know, like that's kind of a shit reason. I'm just saying. One other thing I think, and I, I didn't mention this as we were 
preparing for the show. Has anybody heard about the wow signal? The wow? Oh. Like, wow. Like, oh. wow! <laughs> oh, you uh-uh. mean like, um... World of Warcraft, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. What's the, what's the guy? Wow. Wow. Uh, oh, listen. Yeah. Wow. 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 I've heard of that, yeah. Wow. 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 Um, SETI. Uh, yes. Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Uh, they're monitoring radio signals out in the cosmos. Uh, August of 77, they hear something. And now, hear something is an exaggeration. Oh, I feel like I remember this, yeah. yeah. It's it, There was a spike in, in in the kind of things they look for uh-huh. to where it was notable. And it hasn't happened before, it hasn't happened since. Mm-hmm. And scientists call it the best evidence of extraterrestrial life out there because... It was data we were able to collect. Yes. It, it didn't mean anything. It was right. not communicating an idea or anything, but it was something that couldn't immediately be dismissed as static. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like... I bet I bet there was a couple of aliens sneaking by, and one was like, look, real-life humans, and the other one was like, wow! And we just happened <laughs> to pick it up. Well, and it's or called... their car backfired, basically. <laughs> the, the guy who was monitoring the signals just, like, wrote a big circle around the printout of mm-hmm. and wrote, wow, that's why it's what called the wow segment. Oh, no, I'm yeah. But I wrote a short story once about an alien accidentally hitting the wrong button and transmitting signals to Earth, and that's the wow signal. So, Just like, what if we're a dead zone? Oh, aliens? man. That would explain so much, but they're like, yeah, we can't talk to like, them. They probably have Sprint. Sprint sucks. Earth? <laughs> <laughs> I can't get my super Wi-Fi to work there. Yeah. What if it would just like, let's just go ahead and agree, all agree amongst ourselves, never talk to Earth. I mean... Yeah. yeah, they have they, they have so, nuclear technology and they use it to blow each other up. If you go, maybe they're just not fun to be. Yeah. <laughs> if you go searching for the booty, just turn off your phone so nobody yeah. can find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Airplane mode exists for a it, reason. It's your deep dark secret that you like that human booty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we are the black market of booty. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh lord. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. On that lovely note, we are now out of time. Yeah. <laughs> so thanks for uh, listening. I, I, I'm what? What episode do we? Ha- what do we have lined up for next time? Do we have anything? We do. It's a drunk episode. <gasps> you are. Oh no! I'm gonna get so wasted. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I do it for you because I love you. <laughs> I love you, audience. As I stare directly into the microphone. <laughs> also, because she loves the alcohol. I, I absolutely do love the alcohol. So <laughs> yeah, I'll have. I'll, I'll come. I'll. Uh, I'll tell another Norse myth, I think. Okay. Uh, What are you going to tell? Oh, any number of things. (laughs) I might do do the the Scotty gets her revenge story where she marries Njordr. (laughs) That that involves uh, goats and testicles, so I like that one. Are we going to do a slot there? Yeah. Yeah, story of the horse. Let's do that one. Okay, all right. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. For listening, and don't forget to like, 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 and subscribe to As the Myth Turns on Tumblr, Instagram, and Twitter, and visit us on Patreon.com/slash ATMT. Transcripts for this episode can be found at our WordPress site, As the Myth Turns.wordpress.com. Our theme song is called Fretless by Kevin McLeod. You can find this song and all his others at Incompetech.com.